right. You know, we've never actually done that at the same time. Someday. I'm going to put it down to connection lag. Yeah, it's, it's connected. Because in my head, we all do it at the same time. So, you know, whatever. So starting over with that, I don't think we need to do the giveaway announcement again because no, that's not going to be into the podcast. So thank you, everyone, for joining us for In Absentia, episode 32, I of the Kanku. You're welcome, John. That was just for you. I knew you'd appreciate that. Because story's going to be doing training stuff. Remember? Yeah. It's going to be like, sh- I get it. We have montage. I have to remember all the stuff I forgot about my backstory. It's going to be fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not actually that story isn't talking about her past. It's that Anne doesn't remember. <laughs> any of it. I've got some brief notes. <laughs> It'll be fine. Might need to retcon a few things or re-record your backstory episode. <laughs> be fine. Be fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um. Yeah, so, again, we're playing our actual play D&D 5e game that we edit down after recording live on Twitch and turn it into a podcast. You can find In Absentia wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Steve. Tonight, I'm going to be the GM. With me is John with some snarky joke. Hi, I'm John, and, well, if I fit, I sit. I play. I play uh, Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. Not gonna make a joke. <laughs> and also with me, Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I play your Kenku Rogue. Story. And Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I play Zigrit, the Dragonborn Sorcerer, who likes to party. So, last week, we had a really fun episode, or at least I thought. Who would like to do the recap tonight? We didn't kill a man. It's true. We we stopped an assassination attempt. We worked very hard. We showed uh, people of this somewhat small-minded mining town that magic users are pretty okay people and much like any other tool magic can be used for good and evil and we used it for good by beating the stuffing out of this assassin and then keeping him alive rava saved the day oh yeah rava <laughs> like mvp of seriously rava saved the day yeah uh he this person had a very cool magical effect that created darkness and we ran in different directions but managed to locate where they were and beat them up and then we uh we didn't we don't have a jail cell so uh pater threw him in the room that pater was locked in (laughs) and don't forget i tried really hard to poison quill yeah you tried really hard to poison all of us mostly quill mostly quill this time (laughs) But beyond that, uh, we went, yeah, we had a short discussion after we went back to the the warehouse, the magic warehouse. Did they, they have never told us an actual name of this, like, location. They just call it the underground. The underground. They've, they've actually said that twice, I think. Okay. Yeah. 
the underground. Welcome to the underground. <laughs> are we uh, are we in a nineties like punk rave? What are we doing here? It's, it's the underground rave in Ragoon. It's the uh, it's Ragoon's youth group. Yeah. It's really bougie. They only serve crab. Uh, but no, it's <laughs> I, we we've kind of are hopefully helping change this community's perception of magic users. And Peter gave this big announcement and speech that we like that he's going to be working with like everyone in the community to try and keep them all safe. And yeah, we we failed to identify magic items yet again. Yep. Because someone doesn't want to let us do that. Because once we identify them, he'll have to actually give us information about what they mean. Mm -hmm. The last thing that we ended on, too, was that uh, the Dragonborn Nikau was strumming his lute in front of the entrance to the underground. Oh, yeah. And Story just wants to get back so she can empty her bag. Because uh, she's having to do some rearranging. <laughs> you have some inventory management. Which you wouldn't think you'd do in D&D. &D. But uh, <laughs> my hoarding ass self figured out a way. Oh, yeah. Hey, at least there's not like... Yeah, at least there's not like slots that you have to like fit things correctly into because that would be even weirder. True. No, I mostly just have to like. There is no way that Story is okay with having fifty pounds of food when there's stuff that could be in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, there could be valuable things. <laughs> in there. More daggers. Yeah. Think she's gonna give up her fifteen pounds of daggers? No. That's fair. No. Anyhow, so where specifically did we leave off? Did anybody get to that point oh, while I was gone? Nikau outside of the warehouse. We have the sheriff. He's playing an instrument. His stringed stringed instrument. Emphasis on the ed. <laughs> Someday that dagger's getting identified. You know it. <laughs> Actually, I think there's three things that you guys have missed identifying. I... Oh, I'm just emptying my bags in front of him when we do this. So what does this fine bard need to tell us? That <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly where we left off because I had this built up in my head and then my dog got wild. <laughs> so you guys walked up to the entrance. Nico is across the street, right? He's at the entrance strumming away. In front of the door. The underground warehouse. Yes, yeah, I, th I believe we all said hi. Nope. Okay. This is more painful than talking about other podcasts, I've suddenly <laughs> discovered. Well, I just want to say that you keep sidetracking. Right? Yeah, it's just, please. Just saying. Anyhow, so Nico is leaning to the side of the door. So, guys have a busy day. Um, yeah, it was shit. 
Um, the sheriff gave a speech, and it was pretty great. Then somebody tried to kill him, and I took the bolt right here. We could catch him. <sighs> anyway, we're back. Okay. Well, um, why don't we head in? I, um, I expect you guys need a little bit of downtime. I mean, I'm all right. Taps on the door, swings open, seemingly of its own accord. And this time, no one's on the other side of it. And he starts leading you down the long tunnel. And it seems like it twists and turns differently than what you remembered, but twists and turns, leads you down, down, down further, and then eventually opens up into the large workspace of Yaladu and the other magic users of the underground. Yaladu is, as usual, has a very messy workspace and is tinkering with seemingly a half a dozen projects all at once. And Trisha is over by the alchemical reagents and the potions and jars and containers. Seems to be doing some sort of work. And it's a little bit quieter than the last time you were here, but you expect likely a lot of the people that were here previously were probably out in front listening to the sheriff speak. And effectively, everyone just ignores you when you walk in. Do we have the sheriff with us, or was that the last time we talked to them? That was the last time. Yeah. Um, yeah, he took... Um, Peter took the prisoner mm -hmm. into the sheriff's office. So we go t t to our room? G gentlemen? Okay. I think that so was a question. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so the bird empties her bags on the floor. <laughs> okay. Looks expectantly at Quill with a pile of way too many daggers. How many daggers do you have at this point? Isn't there like something insane? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, hang on. One, two. Three, you have to have multiple five, pages six, seven, in D D Beyond right nine, now. Ten. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So there's a lot of clanging and then a protracted mm -hmm. silence. <laughs> like a ridiculous amount of stuff just comes tumbling out. Mm -hmm. And I am actually looking if there's anything that I have that actually needs to be. I was going to look through real quick and see. Because I've been going through as I edit to see what you guys have and what you've missed so far. And I think... I'm trying to remember. I I think uh, story and 
didn't Quill get an item? Quill picked up the keen like sword off of the one guard and the dagger that he had because he was the dual wielder. I was gonna say I think Quill and Ziggurat have everything. Um, oh, I gave the silver band to Quill, so I don't need it anymore. Right? The silver band that's twisted and warm to the touch? That was the Ring of Frost? There was a Ring of Warmth. There, yeah, the Ring of yes, the okay. ring of Warmth. I'm just making sure before I delete it. I have a silvered short sword. That one we, that I think we or- tried we that before, and that it was just a plain short sword that's silvered. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, I'm out of everything, but I move. Okay. Yeah, the two-person tent is 20 pounds. It's very heavy. Uh, But after this long, long stretch of silence, Quill sticks out a paw. I I expect... Do you want to say something, Story? Do you need to do something? Uh, You then have... And as you have one paw out, she takes 15 daggers and puts them in your chest. Quill dies in response. <laughs> They're all put away. They're not out. They all have their sheaths on. Okay. Why do you have a custom ball bearing, Quill? Oh, because I got a ball bearing that was thrown at me and I kept it. Okay. I was just looking through your inventory. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is that about? Yeah. He kept the ball bearing that I hit him in the butt with. It's mine now. <laughs> it's gonna okay. come back and haunt me just there's a horrible trap that's only triggered by the weight of one ball bearing alright so yeah I look at them and go I'm out of space I can't we need, I can't work like this right well maybe there's like a chest here like we could rent some space storage if we're gonna be here a while let other people be near our stuff when we're not there I don't know. Crazy. Like, how do other people stole this? You stuff? and your weird foreign ideas. <laughs> Assuming that story desires Quill to identify these objects, Quill sits down and begins the process of, at eleven minutes a pop, identifying objects. All of it. And she's everything there the whole time. that has been handed to him. So, how many can't things is us... that? Can you count those up? And while hang on, hang on, D- can't one of us detect magic? Yes, not anymore. One of us, oh no, never mind, none of us can. This is gonna be fun. Would one of you have thought of going and asking if somebody else could detect magic on our stuff? Such a simple solution that no one (laughs) thought of. Smart people, because Story (laughs) has deep emotional connection to each one of her daggers. So obviously they must be something wonderful. I guess. Uh, no, yeah. Quill is Quill is assuming because uh, let, let's just, like roughly ballpark it. How many daggers have been given to Quill? Um, we we did identify the one taken off of Sir Gammond. So you only have fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So one of them being the one that I stole off the guys in. Dog, Dingleberry. A- after about an hour and a half, Quill <laughs> sets this latest dagger on the on the ground. 
fucking diamond story. Sto- All I can think of is the good place. Is that her file? It is not a cactus. Sure, it's not. here's a cactus. Sto- story. Um, if you wouldn't mind coming here for a second, Just, yeah. <laughs> she stays without outside of arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> Have you handed me a pile of of daggers that you just had in your bag? Yeah. What if one of them is special and I don't know? Uh, well, here's the thing. They all look the same. And <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty <laughs> sure some of these have been identified. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as well. Because when was the last time you guys identified items? It would have been right before Ragoon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We haven't really gotten many things since we got here. That's the funny part. <laughs> Stuart just had you identify a lot more daggers. <laughs> the same daggers. It isn't isn't it time for your, your daily training story with the, the, the casters out there? Right. And perhaps it's something you could learn how to do. Why? He already knows how. Well, the thing is, he kind of, like, if he knows it's magic, it's a thing. But, like, it's a lot to ask of him. He's got to focus on it for, like, ten minutes. And if it's not magic, it doesn't work. How am I supposed to know if it's magic or not? Study. He learn. knows if it's magic or not. That's the, the thing about learning is you don't know how to do it, and then you study, and then you do know how to do it. <laughs> If if one of the two of you first dagger now, (laughs) (laughs) if one of the two of you could hand me something that's, she would also like bring him water and clearly magic. I would I would absolutely love someone to hand me something that's actually magical. Like wait, holds up the ring on on his finger. This this is magic. It. Makes me warm. And you're welcome. If, um, there's usually some sort of clue or indicator that you could physically see, which I understand is is not exactly... This is all completely new to her. She's just doing her best. I've just identified, I've just identified nine mundane daggers. It's completely normal. But I handed you four. I'm not identifying the other six. (laughs) So. uh, I would have handed the one from uh, Dingleberry first. It's just a plus one. So it's also, yeah, the plus one dagger is also non-magical because it is a master. It was it a masterwork dagger that you. I believe so. Yeah. So it was also Monday. I was just. Yep. I was just making sure. One of these uh, daggers is very good, but it is also mundane. I this this ability is for magical items. It tells me what they do. When I have a mundane item, it tells me nothing for ten minutes, and I get very disheartened. So I. But isn't that something in the end, though? then you know it's a regular dagger and i can just okay uh eight nine eight of these daggers are completely normal one of them is pretty okay 
It's not magic, it's just good. Get these away from me before I literally light them on fire. This is my uh, so favorite. She... <laughs> <laughs> um, so she will weapon up again, uh, but she is going to uh, very much leave in the middle of the room where you, I assume you two are staying. Um, mm-hmm. All the heavy things. I mean, she's going to go train, so. Uh, we'll... She's feeling a little bit of resentment in this room and does not appreciate she's, it. She's feeling kind of sassy. Do, Sigurd, do any of the items that Story put on this floor have any indication of being magic? Is it possible to do an arcana check? Sure. Let's speed this up a little bit. 18. And it has nothing else that... It, she's just pissed off that she has to carry around 50 pounds of food, and she wanted to know if any of her daggers were special that she wasn't using. Yeah, with an 18, you would, uh, I believe, we're just looking at all the daggers and all of the gear. Like, I kind of you know, lay them all out and just give them a scan over to see, like, okay, many magical items have kind of changed hands in my proximity, probably. I have, like, you know, a wand that's super magic, so I might be able to pick up on it a little bit, and that's kind of the hope, is just kind of scanning over the pile. Does anything stand out? Out of the items you have not identified yet. (laughs) Remaining seven. It would be, let's see here. We had the dagger that was oily, right? And then the scimitar. Yeah, the kind of sharp sword. The kind of sharp sword, yep. The kind of sharp sword. Um, that was just a uh, like a masterwork sword. It was just a plus one. <laughs> Which one was the plus one sword? The scimitar from the guard. Yeah. I I just have to give you kudos, Mark. I looked through your inventory. It is. Really nicely done. It's impeccable. Thank you. I like these shoes. It's 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 like a hot mess, a little bit. You know something? I don't have all of the um, source books memorized like Mark does. Well, I also want to point out that Mark also knows D and D Beyond way better than any of us. I think. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably why. Uh, some of us aren't as good as. Yeah. Mark. I also want to say when you gave me the when you gave me this sword. And you were like, oh, you don't cut yourself on it. You didn't tell me anything else, but it's sharp. So I just wrote down what I understood. It's sharp. No, no, we're not talking the one from the assassin, are we? No. Are we talking the one from the guard? From the guard, yes. Okay. A little, just an aside. One of the things I do if we're given items and we haven't done it yet if i add a custom item and i say unidentified dagger unidentified blah and that way i can tell that's very diablo 2 of you and i like it i know (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i really like it yeah just looking at it it's really i probably should do that i think that would make it better for steve uh but does Zigrid hand me another mundane object is the real question so the last actual magic item that Give off hints of magic, as far as Ziggurat would know, would be the peacock cloak, I believe. 
Yeah. That was the last actual magic thing. The other, like the dagger from the guard that was oily was a type of poison, as was the sword from the assassin. The sword was poisoned too? Or that was the yes. plus one? Okay. The sword from the assassin was poisoned. Yeah, the sword from the guard was a plus one. Do any of us use swords? No. Nope. Cool. So before Story leaves this very resentful environment, she's going to say maybe we should gather the things we want to sell. Uh, as much as it's nice to have a silvered sword, short sword, none of us use one. This is true. And we could say, sell it and silver one of the daggers. Yeah, look, honestly, I have this gold ring here that's like, it's just a gold ring. I'd be happy to sell it and make a few silver, gold, whatever it costs. I don't know. Um, it's fine. Um, right. And, and she's going to ask the survival expert, do I really need 50 pounds of rations? Honestly, there's probably more needy people. Yeah. 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 Okay. So your uh, your ritual club does it? It doesn't give you any details about mundane stuff, does it? No. Identify identify only works on magic items. Okay. If it's not magic, it just base. It doesn't fizzle, but it just like. Would eh. <laughs> that's the noise I wanted. To make. Story have any. Like, is there a appraisal for non-magical items, or is that a thing that I could do? I assume that would be a, a skill check of Steve's choice. Because, like, Story would have, as funny as it was, Story would have a little bit of an idea of, like, the value of things. I would probably put that down to... What would I put that under? I'd probably put that under... Probably investigation? Yeah. Even if there's not actually any magic items, does Zigrid put another object in Quill's hand? Like, in Quill's <laughs> paws? He puts both poisoned weapons into your paws. Please do a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one is only a little bad. The other one's not good at all. <laughs> so yeah, Story would probably take because I gave things to Ziggurat. She would probably say, uh, it's going to be easier for you to sell this. Um, so she would totally take back... the three kits. The Disguise, Poisoner, and Thieves. None of us use a rapier. I already took the dagger. We're doing. Are we going to do a shopping episode? Is that what uh, we're going to be I, doing here? Yeah, <laughs> we can do, I feel this. like we could probably. Well, I'm trying to do like, hey, this is what I'm getting rid of. What are y'all going to get rid of? And then Ziggurat with his charisma goes and sells it for this much. Gotcha. And then we, we can do that off. We, yeah, we can yeah, do right. that off. I'm fine said with that. that two weeks ago. What is it? Is there a chest in our room by chance? Um, I'll say that you kind of plop down as you're talking to uh, Quill and Story about it. And the poof you sit on hardens and just turns into a chest. Sure. 
So I'm going to ignore my encumbrance for now. It's a magical realm. Why the hell not, right? Yep. So in D&D Beyond, if you have something in your backpack, you can uncheck the backpack, and it's the equivalent of, like, dropping your backpack on the floor. And it removes See? the encumbrance. He's so good at these things. Mark is our, our resident D&D Beyond genius. Our brilliant, our brilliant man. So Ziggurat looks over to Quill and says, so this next two weeks are kind of all about story, or however long we're going to be here. What do we do? Oh, I mean, actually, I, I'm i kind of tied up for some of that time as my, myself, because uh, the, um, the magic users here offered to help me rework my book. Right. I mean, that won't take all the time. I, I assume we, um, do you want to plan to steal that unicorn? Listen, Quill. <laughs> Story comes back in. What if that unicorn is, what if it's his rather, though? Oh. Would you prefer, somebody prefer to steal your rather? You could probably just summon. Yeah, you make a valuable distinction there. That does, that does change things. Better option. We, we talk with, um, Yaladu. He has a longer name. I'm just calling him Yaladu. It's too much to work on. His name's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of nonsense. I, I listened to like... You never heard my last name. Yeah. I love his name. <laughs> but yeah. I'm offended, sir. I, I think we should spend some time talking with Yaladu about the ring of his and his little uh, fire spirit companion, because that, that in particular interests me. I would love to learn how to craft and make us objects that we could use to... I mean... It'd be really cool to summon our own little fire elemental, but right. to craft items for us magic items, because mm. I don't, I don't yeah. think we're gonna find many. That's fair. We could probably have some customization done, no? You guys are gonna turn this into a pain in the ass, aren't you? <laughs> it's a two-week shopping mission. There are magic users here that don't exist in a lot of the rest of the empire. Uh, perhaps there's somebody here that could, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good idea. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to start with Yaladu, see if he can... I, I've I've heard of it at the Academy. Like, there are people known as, as tinkerers, or, I mean, the more, like, artificers, I think is what they prefer their name to be. And learning learning how to do a bit of that myself, though I'm not particularly keen on getting too deep into the skills, but just the ability to maybe one day make us an item that we could use. Perhaps. I'll just like cool shit. I don't necessarily... Listen, here's the thing. I don't have to put a lot of effort into things, and I couldn't prefer it that way. So, yeah, I'm spoiled, I know. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it's in many ways like you're... I, I've only caught it a couple of times your wand. I mean, is that, is it just a thing, or does it have more? Hmm. I suspect it has more. Hey, you never got a close look to it. Uh, I take out the wand and hold it up to him. You see, like, this gold arc. It's got, like, a slight arc to it. It's large at the bottom, and it kind of gets skinnier and very pointy at the end. And... That gold is wrapped in kind of a walnut braid. Almost looks like a druid wrapped like a walnut branch around it. Because that's probably actually what happened. 
Uh, this is the um, spine of a gold dragon. It's magical as shit. <laughs> I imagine so. Um, so Quill kind of touch it and feel these things. It seems like a very beautiful object, and I, I assume it took a lot of effort and well, love to put this thing together. Yeah, something like this. I mean, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime, truly generational magic item. It's why I treasure it so much. But to do something like that would be amazing, for sure. I think for today, though, I, I was actually going to, uh, well, I, I was going to see how a story progresses. Yeah. Let's, uh, one of these times we're going to have, like, a beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> have some chill music in the background. Secret and story, we're just playing volleyball. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're doing that. I'm going to talk to Nikau at some point today. I'd like to find out a little more. I honestly haven't had a chance to talk about my parents too much here. It sounds like they might have come through here. Even if it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, you know. I mean, if sometime you want to give me their description, I, I can... I, I've made those little statues. It wouldn't last long, but it would give an accurate description to someone. Right. Uh, sure, I can give him a description, but basically, you know, my father being a gold dragonborn and my mother being a silver dragonborn, that probably stands out enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go watch, uh, listen in on story. Okay. Then we're going to bounce over to story. She's looking for, probably has found uh, the people that were training her. Absolutely. At this point, um, Trisha would have caught you coming out of your room, looking kind of around, and gotten you in touch with a pair of gnome twins. And they're dressed in muted colors. They seem like they could be up to no good if they had half the chance. Uh, both of them have really just... Story loves them instantly. They both have kind of this darker charcoal skin and red hair. And yeah, they kind of start showing you the ropes. What uh, what spells did you have on the, in the lineup to learn? Uh, hang on. Twins. What are the twins' names? I've got this. Hold on. Because we talked about this last time. Mostly because you know I'm going to ask the name of every single NPC. I do. I absolutely know that. So, there is Jorsrin Stoutfirm is the name that he gives you. Jorsrin? Jorsrin. J-O-R-C-R-Y-N. Stout. Like Guinness Fern. And then his twin is Jelkis. J E L Q Y S. I would assume also Stout Fern. Yes. I have, so I have Mage Hand, Mind Sliver, and True Strike. 
and I have Featherfall and Shield. So at this level, I still have Charms, Persian, and Disguise Self. Okay. So go ahead. Let me bring your character sheet up here real quick. Which one do you want to try to learn first? Charm Person. Okay. So the first thing that they do is they bring in a very, very grumpy old man into the room. And he is just cussing up a storm. He, I was, I was, I was trying to drink. What? It's too early for this bullshit. And what's his name? Gable. <laughs> he didn't offer it, but the gnomes told you. <laughs> so first, I'm going to have you. I don't think you actually have to roll anything for charm. Or no, you do, don't you? You have to roll. Or no, they have a save. That's what it you is. You attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. It must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it falls, fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Okay, so here's how this process is going to work. The twins are going to show you the spell first. They're going to talk a little bit, you know, about the components, if you need any of those, any hand movements you need to do, and then they're going to just show it to you. Like, they're they're going to show or lead by example, okay? You're going to do a perception check while they do it. The DC is going to be... Let's do DC 12, okay? If you pass the perception check, you're going to roll an arcana check to do the spell the first time. If you pass the perception check watching, I'll give you advantage on the arcana check to see if you succeed in the spell for the first time. That makes sense. Does that make sense? So perception first to B to 12. Yep. 10. This is with a plus five. And you have... So a straight arcana. Straight arcana. For a nine. And so you passed your perception check, though, right? No, I got a 10. Oh, you got a 10. Okay. All right, straight up nine. So the first try, you don't get it. Jorsen was the one that cast it the first time. He looks at you, he's like, it's okay, it's okay. We'll get this, we'll get this. And then he turns to his sister, Jelkis. They're not, they're not identical twins. Did I mention that? Jorsen is he him? Jorsen. And Jelkoy? Is she her? Yep. If we had enough for royalties, this is where you'd be listening to Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. So, for all of those uh, watching on, on Twitch, please just cue that up right now. Just cue that up. Oddly, <laughs> she's in gray sweats. You know. Yeah. He's <laughs> a little angry dude. That's why I had the angry guy. That's, um... <laughs> she's just ready. She, I'm gonna make you like me. You're a wrecking machine in story. <laughs> okay, so Jelkis is now, she's going to take a step back. She's going to go through the motions. She's going to explain what you need to do, and then she's going to cast it. And grumpy old man is looking at her, and then suddenly he smiles a little bit. She goes, your turn. Okay, so give me your perception. Ten. Again. This is a little funner than just saying, oh, they're dispel. <laughs> Okay, go ahead and give me your arcana. It is now your turn. Thirteen. Okay, and you cast the spell. You feel 
the magic go and just you feel something. And old man looks at you, not quite as grumpy as he was a minute ago. He goes, all ah, right, I guess you're not that bad. He's still grumpy. I mean, he just isn't as grumpy with you. Story writes down a note to Jellicui. <laughs> Jorisern or Jelkus? Jelkus. Or are we combining their names into one unit? <laughs> one unit. She, story just writes down a note, because I assume they don't know common sign language. No, not these ones. But they would know thieves can't, so you could thieves can't to them. Okay, fine. She thieves can't. But I'm adorable, so I kind of get it. Over ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, like the same thing? <laughs> like, totally. Of course it is. Okay, and then... This repeats a few times, and you, I would say you would learn Charm Person. Awesome! Okay, and then who between Quill and uh, Ziggurat wants to go next? Do we just go clockwise and go to, then I can torture John by making him wait? Um, yeah. Okay, and you were seeking out Nikau, right? That's right. To kind of like wander around. He had left us kind of in the main area, I think, but we'd been there for probably like two and a half hours at that point. Yeah, he probably would have headed back out front. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of chilling by the outside the front door, strumming his stringed instrument. Yeah, just kind of like open the door. Hey, mate. Yes, hey. Um, you know, we haven't really had a chance to talk much here. It's uh, beyond the shock of like coming in front of another dragonborn for the first time in honestly years. Um, where are you from? How'd you get here? Ah, that's a, that's a long, long story. Um, to how I got here anyways. It was, however, where I'm from, that we can get to a little bit faster. Oh, that's fair. And he pulls out a little braided length of rope. And it's got a little carved wooden figure on it and it just seems to be the head of a dragon he goes i'm from nah because it's way way to the west from nah like like n a that's how he says it but he spells it out as no g n a r all right sorry accents and all that <laughs> he goes i came here years ago had to come by ship it takes a bloody long time, too. Um, you know, having to go around the Ring Islands and all that. Long story, long story. But, um... I, I know little about that. And, because I, um, came here to, let's just say, I sang the wrong song to the wrong royal son. And, uh, didn't much like that. I see. He's running away from something, then. Um, more like, um, several dozen someones. Ah, uh, that kind of song. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, uh, I'm... Since you've been here, well, how long has it been? Uh, it's... I'm thinking, you know, eventually, especially here in Tess, you kind of lose track of time. But, um, I imagine just here in Ragoon, I've been here about two years or so, but, um... I spent spent a little bit of time um, in the capital, and then a little further south, came through the mountains of the Southern Pass, um, down by Zakek. You know, I was probably going to live my whole life around our sorcerer's 
enclave, whatever you want to call it. It's like an estate. I don't know. It's like a training ground. We were there to like protect from the blight or some shit like that. I don't know anymore. It's something that like it becomes kind of a you just do it because it's there. And my parents they left a long time ago. A long time ago. I've been looking for them. I don't know if you've seen anyone uh <laughs> the gold or civil variety besides myself in your travels. Um Yeah, I've I've been Quite a bit all over the place here. Um, I've seen a few dragonborn, but um, I don't, you know, gold dragons from what I've seen in other places. Um, you know, I haven't really seen any in Terrace at all, ever. I didn't think there were any left in Terrace, especially. Um, you know, it's kind of cloistered peoples. I'm, honestly, I'm kind of shocked um, to see you at all. Yeah, it's. I don't know anymore, honestly. What was I going to do? Yeah, cloister is a good word. Uh, we make friendly with the elves, and we protect the realm, I suppose. I've fought beasts, you know, aberrations, unholy things here and there. Nothing terrifying. Kobold here, there. I kind of spit on the ground when I talk about a kobold. <sighs> I don't know. This is not really meaningful life. Anyway... I'd imagine that's how a lot of dragonborn sorcerers work. You know, we get our magic from dragons directly in the bloodline. That's the thing. Well, there's not much of a bloodline left. Yeah, gold dragons are kind of falling through between, ain't you? Um, <laughs> it's just, I'm the only one, me and my dad, that I know of. I wouldn't say that, but, you know, even, even stories about the gold dragons, I'm racking my brain trying to think of some and you know it's not anything real current if you catch my meaning it's been a while since we've had a mark on the wheel that's for sure hey yeah i think probably um probably even the third test it's my understanding anyway but if, if you see the opportunity to let me know about any time you've seen them the problem here is I'm looking for them, but I don't know why. Like, I don't know. They continue on the legacy and do what I need to do to carry on the legacy. And as far as I know, I need to find somebody that has... It doesn't need to be a gold dragonborn. I'm I'm a silver dragonborn, but somebody that has a, a dragonborn that has the gold dragon blood. I I think... Your best bet's going to have to be to to find one of the other smaller communities, then. Um, you said you've seen others elsewhere. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I... Um, I mean, there's, there's a few in Nar, but that's... You know, there's Dragonborn's a lot more... <laughs> a lot more common there. Um, you know, you might... You might find some in... Bet Chogu, but I, I've never, I've never been there. I've only heard stories. Um, Ancient details. Maybe to some of the continents up to the up to the west, even further than I've ever been. Um, but I, I don't know much about them. I just know there's a lot of war there, and it's not a pretty place. Sounds like a place to avoid. This place now, you say? For sure, to find dragonborns up there. I mean, that's 
probably where my parents would have gone. You said it was north? Uh, north to the west. To the west. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the biggest country, but, um, you know, it's, it's spread out, if you were, but not a lot of people. A lot of wilderness. Um, it's like more kind of place. <laughs> well, sounds... If if one were to head that way, what's the best route? You know, I suppose you could find, in one of the port towns, you might be able to find a ship to take you, um, either out to the northeast. You might have to hop, skip, and a jump from one place to another for a bit, but you might be able to work your way there. Otherwise, coming the way I went... Capital. Yeah, you could probably charter a ship there hmm. to get you there. Or maybe you could see if you could get a ship out of Zakek. Um That's kind of, I'm sure you know where that is, kind of south end of the continent. Yeah. And you would know Zakek is, it's its kind of own nation. Oh. At the very southern, southwest tip of the continent. And it does not. It's like a. Like a Le- Luxembourg or a Switzerland kind of thing. Yeah, kinda. Um, so it's it's kind of bordered by the Stonespun Mountains, and then this wide area of plains that's kind of a no man's land, and then surrounded by water beyond that. Okay. And I can show you the map in a little bit here. Well, it sounds like after we clean up whatever mess is happening here. Uh, something in my future. Listen, I appreciate the time. Um, well, let me know if you need a drink or something. I'm happy to be a companion. All right, maybe before you skip town, I'll have to tell you a story too that I can try to dredge up something. I always miss the stories. The bard's coming through. Uh, it's pretty much the only thing that kept me connected to the world. I have a deep appreciation for your line of work, so thanks for what you do. Thank you. And he takes a little cap off, shakes it a little. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I toss him a gold. Puts it back on, because fresh round's on me. All right. Well, mate, I'll leave you to it. I'm going to head back inside and see what that bird's up to. And then we're going to bounce over to Quill. And suddenly, Yalidu's disappeared. Or no, you... <laughs> no. There's a scream, and Yalidu's head is in his fist press. <laughs> <laughs> we pan over an unfortunate fisting incident. We pan over to Quill, and then she handed me another dagger. Hi, <laughs> Aladu. I've spent an hour and a half identifying mundane daggers. I'm not. I figured I'd get out of that headspace for the next. I don't know. And Yaladu doesn't even like register. Flicks his eye up for a second. Goes, "Hi, I'm Yaladu Northrip Abigail Pace." Oh shit! It's just you. Yes, it is. It is just me, Yamadu. I I was actually wondering, um, you know, uh, while we're here for this time training and trying to desperately escape the horrors of mundane items, uh, if you wouldn't mind talking with me a little bit about, you know, your craft. Of course. I, I was really interested in like, that ring you told me about when we first arrived and the ability to summon something. It's, it's something I'm quite keen on. And I was actually wondering... How do you make these wondrous things? Ah, well, let's just start the basics, shall we? And he pulls out 
a little tiny packet opens it up and it's all these tiny little tools and he goes this is a screwdriver <laughs> i'm beginning to wonder if you think i'm truly that uh, truly inept yeah go, go on continue well i mean it does sound like you spent an hour and a half identifying mundane items <laughs> i i i take the things that my party gives me and i probably should be a little bit more reticent to do as such firm but yes, uh, you know what really helps drive home the message? I've got this fist thing over I, here. I have seen it was used to drill this hole in the gem, and apparently some of the other people in the underground don't feel too keen on it, as I've heard that. This. Was there? There was some sort of incident. Was one it? or two little equipment incidences, and everyone gets all bent out of shape. But uh, but yes. It, I mean, I don't know how much of tourist you've you've seen, but there seems to be kind of a lack of our arts, the magic art around. And I was hoping that at some point I could learn to to craft as you do and make uh, some things to help the other two survive or, you know, tap into their arcane abilities a bit better. As well, um, I warn you, it may be some time before you can make something like this but of course of course let me um let me i have a book for this that you might be interested in um just give me just give me a moment i'm just gonna go over here and, and get this book um where did i put that thing um ah crap he walks back over it's got a big leather bound tome and it has like metal binding on it and little gear works at either end yes um so uh this is uh sort of the basics if you will um but it might help it's it's sylvie's basic summonings for stupid people oh that's that's fine with me um if, if you wouldn't mind you open it up and it's literally like a picture book with arcane, some arcane symbols and Again, like different diagrams of basic tools for working on things. I, I read through this uh, picture book. I read the picture. <laughs> it's really thick. It would take a good chunk uh, of time. So yeah, I, I, but... I thank Yellow for his time, and I return to the room while I'm not like working on my own. He spell. would also like show you a few things, too. He's not going to just... Is there anything like specific that you're trying to gleam that you would... It's like some ability that you want to unlock that you haven't unlocked that you want to try to learn from Yaladu right now. Just the basics of the Tinkerer's Art. Because, I mean, in order to become proficient, I need I need to, like, get that practice down pat as far as... And I don't have a Tinkerer's Kit as of yet. Okay. So, yeah, so that would be, like, the, the basic thing that he would try... He would kind of start going through some of the basic tools and more obscure basic tools um, that you might not know. And then um, he would show you some of the more, I won't say mundane, but just some of the, the works that he's doing. And why don't you go ahead and also roll me a perception? Okay. I would, I would have Rava out for this. And then he's going to do some... And let's say, too, that he's going to bring you over to where you're working on the spellbook, or where they're working on the spellbook. He's going to show you just like some basic things about how to imbue magic into physical items, too. 
Because that'll come up later, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it was a 14. Once again, I watched the cool D&D Beyond die, be a 19, hit the wall, and then just stop <laughs> on a different Okay, numbers. so that's fine. That'll get you advantage. Roll me an Arcana check. Uh, 21 Arcana. So you glean some basic information, and it might even help you down the line with understanding some of the things metric and standard allen wrenches thank you very much mark yay so it's going to help you down the line too with understanding like if you copy down a new spell but you're not sure how to spell it it's going to help you with that so at that point i'll have you at some point once you've found some new spells when it's time you've got downtime we'll do the same thing we'll We'll roll like an investigation or perception check, something like that, and then, or even just an arcana check to do like a learning roll. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that sound? Yeah. The last thing I'd follow up with the yellow hoop. So I've heard in, in the process of making like magic items, it gets a little um, gross. I mean, we, we would need specific parts from specific things. And like, do you have any understanding of that aspect of thing i've i've watched people skin animals i've watched people take pots from creatures but is there any like tips or tricks that you know of removing the delicate bits yaladu is going to glance around for just a moment and noticing that no one is in the immediate vicinity he's going to open his shirt and unbutton it and show just a hideous scar across his abdomen Yes, what I'm going to say about that is the greater the sacrifice, the greater the outcome. That's a story for another time, though. Thank you. I'll keep those words in mind. Yeah, I do. Take your advice to heart. Now, uh, you're welcome. I'm going to go read my picture book and hammer home the knowledge you've given me today. Yes, that's a that's good, lad. Want a treat? I am a functioning sentient being, Yaladu. I'm not a house cat. Well, I, I know that, but you're like an eighth my age. Oh, oh, so you mean like uh, Werther's? Do you want a sweet? Oh, sure, yes. Yeah. That would be nice. Thank <laughs> you. Those uh, jelly-filled hard candies that are flavored like strawberries. <laughs> it's like a Werther's original. <laughs> but, and he looks up at you. But thanks for talking down to me on that. <laughs> uh, it's, to be fair, since coming to Toast, there have been several times that people have kind of compared me to, uh, you know, a common house cat. I'm older than 90% of the population in this town. I can't tell you the number of times people tell me, kid, get the hell out of the way. Well, I mean, hopefully with Peter's announcement, things will hopefully start to change and those members of the underground get respect. He goes, well, if it doesn't, I suppose there's always plan B. You're going to use that weird fisting thing, aren't you? <laughs> and he walks... <laughs> no, and he, he walks to the back of his workshop and... Um, there's a curtain that kind of lines the wall and he pulls it aside and you see just what looks to be a loose pile of spokes and metal parts and wicked looking blades. He goes, well, plan B, not ready yet, but soon. This is going to make the fist look like a toy. Thank you for sharing me this with me, Yaladu. I, I, will, uh, I won't tell Trisha. And he goes, shh, it's a secret. Go ahead and roll me. A uh, wisdom saving roll. Wisdom saving throw? Is he going to modify memory on you? <laughs> uh, pff, uh, 10. Okay, so nothing happens. 
um, that you do feel this weird magical energy roll and wash over you. Okay. You don't notice any immediate side effects. I go back to my room and read my book. Okay. You guessed me, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I didn't use those words. That word did not leave my lips. So how, how bad is this picture book? Is it like, there's like a Mr. Yuck symbol on some images? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not that bad. But it, it does seem like, think of like a really stupid high school textbook oh, okay, yeah. with diagrams. Yeah, that works. Okay. So it is definitely like pitch, picture book-esque, but it does have some like decent information in it. Some of it's worded really poorly, though, and you need to read it like four times. And then one chapter, you just fall asleep every time you start reading it. Ah, so exactly like a high school textbook. <laughs> Saw where I was going with that. Yep. <laughs> okay, and then let's pop back over to Story. And Zigrit would probably be approaching her as mm -hmm. she is working on the little kinks out of this spell. She just still doesn't have it quite right, but... Definitely progress. So I only have three spell slots. And that's a level one. Okay. Yeah. So we're just storing the shit out of this. Okay. You're practicing. So you've got three spell slots, but do you have a certain amount that you can know that's different than your actual spell slots? I have three cantrips and four spells, but only three spell slots. Mm-hmm. Like your known spells is four total is what you're allowed to know? Yeah. Unless you, I mean, you know lots of things that I don't know, but. Oh, no, no. I, do, I have no idea. I don't know anything about the Arcan Trickster. No, that is, that is correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, so you'll have four known spells. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I only have Disguise Self left to learn. Unless we're leveling up in this two weeks and then I have more things I can work on. Not today, but possibly. Because I think I had said I needed to go through the last few episodes and think about things. But I think we wanted a few more episodes before you guys actually got to utilize a, a, new, a new level. I think that's the discussion we had last time or the time before. So we'll probably hold off a little bit. It's fine. She's going to learn everything she can and <laughs> take notes for later. Okay, and then, yeah, so you walk up. Story is practicing movements for this spell. Yeah, um, I just kind of, like, cast prestidigitation in, like, a, like, thumbs up fireworks, like, no sound, just lights. Uh, just trying to show her some encouragement. Okay, so the old man just starts cussing up a storm and swearing. And then he's and he like clutches his chest for a minute. Ah, fuck. Not again. Uh, mate. And he like tips forward slowly and then falls down. Uh, story? Was it you? Did he just... Ah, shit. I run over and check on him. Go ahead, do a heal check. Uh, is that medicine? Yeah, medicine. Damn it. Six. You're not sure what's going on. But, Sorry, um, to go find somebody. The I need an adultier adult. <laughs> I need an adult. But Jelkis and Jorsren uh, immediately run to Trisha, and Trisha comes over, and she's she's got this little white tablet that she crushes up and then puts into like a tincture, puts it into his mouth, and closes his nose and massages his throat. <laughs> 
<laughs> then he starts spluttering. <laughs> uh, do I have another one? She's like, yes, you need to stop drinking and smoking and eating fatty foods. You could take a walk and eat some leafy vegetables now and again. You know, it's, mate, it's like good outside now. Like you don't have to even, you could use magic outside if you want to and go for a walk. He pulls a cigar out of his pocket. No, no, and- no, no, no. <laughs> Lights it. There's a digitation. I turn it off. Turn off the light. And he snaps his fingers and it lights back up. And he blows it right in your face. <laughs> ah, I'm 110 years old. What the hell do I have to live for anymore? The people around you might, I don't know. Have you heard of this place called the Gilded Pig? <laughs> I do like their cheese curds. Oh. <laughs> Just eat the, eat the lettuce around the cheese curds also. Just a little roughage to help it through. Oh, I thought that was just a garnish. No, it helps it through. Oh, okay. Charm person. And story, you can tell that that charm person is still <laughs> taking effect. <laughs> There's your good deed for the session. I feel attacked as I was eating puppy chow on stream. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, and then Quill, you walk up right as Trisha is pouring this tincture with this white powder. Ziggert's standing here like this. I feel personally attacked by that PSA. Uh, what's going on over here? I I got this cool book from Yaladu. It has pictures in it. He died? Oh, He's that's... good now. Hmm. Only a little bit. Wait, um... Do, Steamed. Do you, uh... Do you members of the underground have resurrection magic? That's very advanced. And Trisha goes, um... It wasn't really necessary. She, no, it... He just... His heart acts a little funny sometimes, so we we have this these little condensed pills uh, helps his blood move through his veins a little bit better. And sometimes, if we get to him fast enough, Secret, I, I gave some more thought to um, Yaladu. Yaladu said he would help guide me through some of this, uh, this item crafting kind of thing. Maybe while we're here, we can look into alternate forms of. Keeping ourselves alive. I've heard that apothecaries like Maud exist, and if there's one in the in the underground, perhaps the two of you in your downtime could take on some training with them. And Trisha looks at you like, I just... Oh, I didn't... It's I'm sorry, I didn't know you would made the pill <laughs> Trisha, in fact. <laughs> right, I'll perhaps I'll spend some time, uh, yeah, learning that. We get... Uh, a lot. Um, you get hurt a lot. A lot. Cigarette. It's true. <laughs> story goes. If I were putting a number to it, uh, Story has come close to death several times already. Ziggurat's probably still bleeding slightly from his uh, multiple crossbow yeah. bolt holes. They're not. I mean, he's got thick scales, but like, there's a scale like peeled back, and you just see this it's just like, leaking Ziggurat a little gets bit. The one really good hit. Story gets all of these smack, 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 smack. That's what happens. I'm mean, down half, but, you know. But yeah, uh, Trisha, if, if you were willing, we have time and are in need of education. Yeah, she goes, I, I'm sure we can, we can train you in a few things. Um, who's the outdoorsiest of you? Because you're going to have to find components. Just immediately <laughs> point at Sigrid. <laughs> I know my way around the wilderness, let's just say... How good at you are you at finding plants that might kill you 
but also might help you because you're gonna have to eat some of those. I can tell the difference between the ones that can. Right, no, I can confidently tell the difference between the ones that kill you and the ones that keep you alive. Like the ones that sort of look the same to normal people. I mean, less trained people. I can tell the difference. One's got a waxy leaf and one's got a dull leaf. Same looking leaves. I know all that shit. Okay. All right. So let's do a little test. She guides you over to the alchemical lab and she pulls out deadly poison, delicious tea. She pulls out (laughs) two (laughs) jars, two clay jars, pulls the caps off them, pulls out two identical looking leaves. Story is right there. They are both brown and brittle and dried. She goes, one of these is going to kill you. The other one just gives a mint flavor. Fuck mint. So give me a survival check. Fuck yeah. Natural 20. Nice. 24. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, and immediately you pick them up, smell them, brush one up a little bit, and immediately just pop it in your mouth. And she's like, double checks the jars. <gasps> okay, yep. That was the right one. Okay, yeah. We can make this work. It, it's it's just spearmint. It's like located everywhere. And all that one is like a wheel. It'll give you a rough night, that's for sure. She goes, yes. Um, so at this point, let's see, we had you guys do the fight this day so far. You've mm-hmm. fought. You. It's probably nighttime now at this point. I was going to say, it's it's close to nightfall. Trish is going to say, tomorrow we're going to do some training in earnest. I'll appreciate it. I'm not as familiar with these areas. And I know the things that you can eat and sustain you. It'd be nice to know those things that can heal you. Even make a small healing salve or, dare I say, potion even. And she goes, like this. And she reaches out without looking. <laughs> grabs a bottle, pops the cork off. She goes, drink that. I drink it. I trust her. <laughs> Secret. Secret dies. <laughs> and she turns to, oh shit, that was her wrong one. Ah. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, <laughs> she goes, oh, hold on. She grabs another one. She goes, drink this really fast. <laughs> Feel life ebbing out of you. <laughs> then suddenly you have a burst of energy and you're fine. But that is where we're going to leave it tonight. <laughs> was it a healing potion? Do I do I heal myself? Yes, go ahead and heal yourself. The second one was a healing potion. <laughs> 1d4 plus 4, 6. A lot of character growth. Well, character development. <laughs> Some of the characters Ad- Advancement. Yes. It was a good yes. Advancement. They all grew. I feel like John's John's strategy is just to leave him his opportunities open for multiclassing at all times. Like, oh yeah, no. he's got the warlock route. Now he's kind of unlocked the the artificer path. Constantly available multiclassing options. Yes, options. You've been locked yourself in at all. <laughs> What's that? What's that? You sold your soul oh, already? Hey, no. <laughs> oh, hey, Trisha, the, the other dude was making some weird, like, knife robot, and like, dead. <laughs> 60, 10 psychic damage. I, I actually, in another game I was in, uh, recently cast Gius and something. It's only 5d10 psychic damage at level 5. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't remember. I just made up a number. Yeah. This is advanced geese, thank you. Well, if you cast it at a higher level, it it doesn't do more damage, but it lasts longer. That's why this is advanced geese. <laughs> you could uh, you could have geased me for over a year. Deadly, deadly geese. It's deadly. <laughs>
I feel like 5d10 is deadly on its own. <laughs> is it though, John? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Some of us. Anyhow. So, um, as long as we're cool with it, let's, uh, what are you putting in the chat, Mark? Something about a llama? <laughs> oh my god, Sometimes that would have been die. hilarious. That would have been the best. Uh, uh, and then I could have an NPC off to the side go, yeah, we really need to relabel these. <laughs> I, po- I, uh, I put polymorph in a potion. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be dead. Anyhow. Uh, I've been turned into a llama. Can I go home now? Can I, Can I go home now? Yes, you're excused. Uh, so let's uh, let's do our closing and then we'll joke more about the Emperor's New Group because I love that movie. And we can unpack the episode. And then I'm literally going to go upstairs and watch Emperor's New Group. So love that movie so much. Okay, so as always, I'm Steve, the GM. With me is Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I've been Secret the Dragonbone Sorcerer. Thank you. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I'm your Kenku Rogue story. I really wanted to just skip John and just mess with him more, but and John. I, I'm John. You can find me at Seasonal Bard on Twitter and Twitch, but I'm not often on Twitch streaming. But I was Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. Are we going to raid Party of Two again and we're going to end up making Haley sing Eye of the Tiger again? Oh, yeah. Again? Wait, <laughs> what? She did last time. Oh, yeah. Didn't fair. you remember that? <laughs> Yeah, I I even I even made up some fake lyrics.